counting seconds after midnight. Oh, hear my breath is the only thing. And there's a sweetness still that lingers, as though I never. That's Canadian singer-songwriter Noah Dirksen with Hoping You Would Stay from his new album. It's entitled America Dreaming. It's actually an album that came out in three parts. Part three was just released and Noah is in the studio with us in Leamington today with the full album. And of course, playing live in the studio is just the best thing. It's great to have you join us today. Good to be here, Jan. Thanks for having me. 
Now, you're, you've got a pretty interesting uh, story because you're actually a dual citizen. You're American and Canadian. Yeah. I think your, your mother was is American, right? Yeah, that's right. So my mom was born and raised in Ohio, um, and my dad's from Winnipeg. And so they had met at some point in time overseas and relocated to, uh, to Winnipeg. Um, so I, by birth, um, have been obligated to file and pay American taxes, not just Canadian taxes, but also U.S. taxes, as being an American citizen and as well as a Canadian citizen. But you you pretty much lived in Winnipeg all your life. Haven't yeah, you? I why well, I um so I grew up in Winnipeg. I was born um born in Winnipeg. My parents like to say that I was conceived in the states. They they tell me that, um, which is horrifying for a teenage boy to, boy yeah. to hear. Yeah, so I, I grew up in Winnipeg. I went through high school in Winnipeg, and then when I was eighteen, I moved out west. I moved to Vancouver and started studying uh, an undergraduate degree at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. So when did you get into music? I started playing guitar when I was 10. I was forced to take piano lessons from age five on. And like any good good child, you, you resent it. And so my agreement, my arrangement with my parents was I could quit the piano if I picked up the guitar. So I took a year or two of guitar lessons and then kind of played on, on my own for a number of years. And in around second year university, when I was 19, 20, I realized I could do this by myself in my dorm room forever or I could try to take that next step. So that was the point where I decided I wanted to get out there and start performing at open mics. I, I went to a Leonard Cohen concert actually when I was when I was 19. I was back home in Winnipeg for a short period of time and it was Leonard Cohen's last last time that he performed in Winnipeg. But so I had second row second row seats and, and I watched Leonard Cohen perform and I'd listened to some of his songs over the years. But that just gave me a uh, an appreciation for the art of songwriting and the art of lyricism and poetry and so from that point on I, I started writing my own songs and workshopping them and then bringing them out into the university open mic scene at UBC. So you have three albums I think so far America yeah. Dreaming is the is the third one. Yeah yeah that have you always been a singer-songwriter or were you in a band before? You know what no no I, ne I never was I I started off my my music career I'd asked a friend in Vancouver if he wanted to sit down for coffee and, and chat about music, because I knew he was doing some music stuff. And so he had convinced me somehow, instead of going for coffee, that I should come jam with his band. And he needed um, a second guitarist slash percussion player. And I couldn't couldn't keep rhythm with, with sticks at all, but still he gave, he gave me the job. And so we rehearsed for about a month. And then we we had a conversation where he politely <laughs> he politely said he would love to support me in what I do from a distance. <laughs> um, yeah, but so I've always been a singer songwriter. Haven't um, haven't played in any other bands. So this album, uh, America Dreaming, was recorded with Murray Pulver in Winnipeg, a yeah. great producer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I I met Murray uh, through my cousin Jaylene Johnson. Um, who had recorded with him and just around the Winnipeg scene. And so she introduced me to, to Murray and and I thought it was just a great fit based on what Murray's Murray's work with the brothers Landreth, with Joey, Joey Landreth, Ariel Posen. And it seemed like a great fit for where I wanted to head. Um, so this was the first album that I had actually worked with a more formal producer. The previous two albums I had produced myself with a little bit of help from the engineer that I was uh, working with in, in Vancouver. And then this was the album where I, I opened up to more collaboration and, and getting Murray's stamp on it. Yeah, really shaped it in, into, into 
what it's turned out to be and, and what I was hoping for. So this album's interesting because, you know, with the title America Dreaming, I mean, mm-hmm. you it really focuses on some of your travels in the U.S. I know you've lived in a variety of different places. I think Nashville and New York amongst them. So so the album America Dreaming, America, Comma Dreaming, um, it, it, it plays on, I guess, the the American dream. As we've talked about, I've, I grew up with family in the States. And so we got, went back and forth to Ohio, um, back to Winnipeg and crossed the border quite a bit. And, and I had always identified with that American side of me. And growing up, I think I had this unrealistic idea of what America was, of what it was as a country and um, thinking that, that they have everything sorted out, um, that it's a land of freedom, land of opportunity um, in, in all accounts. And, and over kind of the last few years, I've, I've spent more time, I uh, lived in, in the States for a bit. I lived in Portland, Oregon for a short time. Um, I've toured a lot more in, in the States throughout the Midwest, throughout the East Coast. I've taken uh, songwriting trips and I've just r- maybe realized uh, the practical limitations uh, in accessibility to this freedom and to all this opportunity. Um, so realizing that the, the pros and, and the cons, although it has as a, as a nation, yeah, quite a bit of innovation, um, the accessibility to that innovation and that opportunity in practical sense is not, is, is, is not that great. Um, so that's uh, all the songs were written during that time of kind of discovering this and also time spent in different parts of the States. And so that is the, uh, that's the concept behind America Dreaming. And for this album, I, I did something a little different. I, I opened myself up to um, more collaboration. So on previous albums, everything I, I had kind of keep kept it constrained with the production, with the, the other instrumentalists, the musicians that played on the album, where I would take more of a, a rein on uh, writing the parts and getting them to play it. So for this album altogether, I realized I'm wanting to open myself up more to collaboration and the idea that I'll be able to take different perspectives and it'll just increase the quality and it'll show me a different way to approach approach music and, and approach this this form of art so uh, songwriting was something that, that I was really wanting to to expand my horizons with um, so I got together with a, a few different songwriters in in Winnipeg and workshopped a few different songs so hoping you would stay was a product of one of these workshopping sessions with uh, Jalen Johnson Juno Award nominated songwriter and, and musician from Winnipeg as well, and then Jordan St. Cyr uh, from Winnipeg. And so the three of us sat in Jaylene's basement. I presented a few different ideas, and they latched on to this one, and, and we workshopped it, and, um, and and then it came out the other side. How did you find the whole collaboration idea? I mean, because some people, yeah. you know, they, they like the idea, but then suddenly when it comes to that point of actually getting together and starting to work on songs, suddenly realize it's a lot harder than... It's terrifying. It's yeah. terrifying, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, songwriting is is typically something that that uh, it, it's a form of individual expression. Um, at least that's how it starts. So for me, it started um, very localized. Me sitting in my basement or or my dorm room by myself, and it's these innermost thoughts um, and and feelings that I've had kind of pent up. And so the songwriting process is, in essence, getting that out, and and so opening that process up to another individual is, is an exceptionally uh, terrifying and, and vulnerable thing where, where you're putting yourself out there and you're showing this is how I view the world, this is how I see the world. And then 
having them comment on that and 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 critique it and and adjust things. So it, it's definitely taken quite a bit of 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 practice to get comfortable in that setting. For me, the saving grace with it all is is listening back to those earlier demos of of the song in its pre uh, collaborative form, and and the song just turned out to be much, much much better. Quite frankly, so I guess it's really important from your point of view to have to have a good demo when you're going into that collaboration. Yeah, it's I've, rather I've, than going in without any idea. Yeah, I've 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 done it in a few different ways. I find the songs that I've ended up using have all been true to me in in that. I've had this idea and then bring it together to these, to these other songwriters, workshop it a bit. Uh, and then I kind of take that back and adjust it a little more from that point on. So that ultimately gives, still gives me that sense of control, um, that, that this is kind of, this, this is, this is a thing that, that I'm going to have, have to put my stamp on, have to put my name on. So I need to be, um, very kind of certain, very sure of every single aspect of it. So there's always going to be that editing and that, that process, but opening that up is, I think, an important step to getting, uh, to, to, to reaching uh, that next level as a songwriter or of an individual song. You've got your guitar with you. You've mm-hmm. already played one live song for us. How about we play another one? What are you going to play for us this time? Um, I'm going to play a song called Lonely in America. It's another one off the new album. This is Noah Dirksen with Lonely in America, live in the studio for Folk Roots Radio. Uh, Last fall, I took a trip down to New York City for the first time. The intention was to uh, park myself in in Brooklyn in in this Airbnb for two weeks and write a bunch of new songs for this new album uh, that I had scheduled to record. And so I got to New York City and I realized that New York is a massive, massive place and that I know absolutely nobody in it. Um, so my productivity for the time that I was there, um, I wrote about five different songs and they were all called Lonely in America. So this is the one that stuck. I took a trip down to New York City to find me a girl who's looking oh so pretty. Instead I was blinded by neon signs and buildings interrupting the sky. So there I sat on a subway train It took me there, I thought it'd take me back again I see a man who's looking oh so blue I said, hey man, what's the matter with you? Oh, it's lonely in America That's what he said to me Oh, I've been looking for salvation that ain't free Oh, it's lonely in America And that's the way it's always been Sometimes the lonely gets to me Well, I listened to him for 20 minutes And I couldn't help thinking of rags and riches But then came time for the end of the line As he went left to out, went to right I walk it across the parking lot It's a shortcut to save me a couple of blocks There's a woman sitting down with her head in her hands I asked her, make me understand How it's long 
what she said to me Oh, I've been looking for salvation But that ain't free Oh, it's only in America And that's the way it's always been Sometimes the lonely gets to South and now it's turned back around And I'm grateful for where I'm from Now send me on home with the setting sun How it's lonely in America That's what I've come to see If you're looking for salvation Well that ain't free That's Noah Dirksen with Lonely in America, live in the studio for Folk Roots Radio today. Noah's our special guest. He's actually on tour. He's been in Guelph last night. He's on his way to Detroit and then into the U.S. on tour. So you must find it pretty easy with the border then because you have both passports? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, whenever I whenever I enter Canada, um, I give them my Canadian passport. And whenever I enter the States, I give them my American passport. And even though I... I live in Winnipeg, so I live in Canada and very much identify as a Canadian. As soon as I hand them my American passport, they say, welcome home, sir. <laughs> so tell us about the live show. I mean, most of the time yeah. you're playing solo? You know what? Not so much anymore. Um, so I, I've been touring with with other musicians. Uh, so the last few weeks through Ontario and for the last few years for all my Ontario shows and tours, I've, I've played with a violin player based out of Toronto by the name of Elise Burr from Juno-nominated band Aerialists. We, we met at a conference a few years ago and so she's been joining me for all of the Ontario dates. We have a bass player, uh, Tim Jackson from, uh, from Ottawa that, that joins in on a few shows as well. And then in Winnipeg, I'll have a, a different selection of players. Yeah, so I rarely tour solo. For this next section of the journey, I'll be uh, joined by a vocalist from BC uh, named Abby Whale. She's the one that sang all across the the new album. Uh, helped me write one of the songs on it, actually. I started off touring solo for a number of years, and then as the live show and, and as the, uh, I guess, the fan base has increased, um, I've been able to add other musicians. Now, the album you did put out in three parts, mm-hmm. which is interesting because that seems to be very much the nature of music these days you know you really it's not about the album as much as it ever used to be people are putting out more singles and i guess putting an album out in three parts is almost like three eps how do you feel that worked out for you i i feel it worked it worked well it, it worked as i intended so ultimately i wanted to have this bigger piece of art of this album that where you can tell a story and by listening to it 
you can really get a sense of the artist and, and their mindset. And it does show a depth in order to, to have 11 high quality written songs and high quality production. And with that being said, I wanted people to listen to it. And, and so putting it out in its full form right off the bat, uh, people tend to only get through three or four songs max. So I wanted to, to find a way, because I'm, I'm proud of every single song on this album, and I wanted to find a way to get people to listen through um, and, and to be able to hold their attention for just a moment. And so the way I did that was to release it in three distinct parts. So I released part one in March 2019, and part two, another three-song EP released in July, and then the full album uh, just came out here at the beginning of October. Yeah, so I, I think it worked out. It, it, it served its purpose. It's people have come along at every step of, of the way every single release has been accompanied by different tour dates and some radio stations have been really friendly. And, and so people have heard the music as it, as the train continues along. And so the idea that there's this bigger, bigger purpose and there's this, this bigger project at, at work. So the album's out now, you're touring it. Do you foresee that you'll probably spend the next year or so on this? Or you, do you have ideas about getting back in the studio to record some more stuff? I have, have ideas for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I will be touring this for the, for the next year. Um, to, to be honest, I'm, I'm always on the road. I've been, uh, touring since I graduated university three and a half years ago. Yeah. I played close to 300 shows or so. So I've, I've, I've been, uh, yeah, I've been, been all over the place and that's not gonna, that's not gonna stop. Um, so this tour takes me through the Midwest of the States. Uh, so from here through Michigan, through Illinois, through Wisconsin through Minneapolis, Minnesota, and then I come back and, and hit up the east coast of the states. And so, so the intention is to continue, continue that, continue growing the the live, the live show and the live fan base. So in in the new year, I'll be back through in January, back through the Midwest of the states. Have dates booked in February 2020 through BC again, and at some point in the summer, I'll come back uh, in fall and come back through Ontario again and and do it all over, and then continue to try to expand. And I think that you probably, as a singer-songwriter, working on new songs all the time that maybe you'll try out on the road? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there, there have already been a few songs that we've incorporated into the live set. And and we, we take our diligent notes as to what people think of it, how mm. people respond, the length and, and the uh, the volume of the applause after the song. And, and if it meets a certain threshold, then we'll continue to play it. And, and if not, well, then it's, it's lost, yeah, <laughs> lost in the ether. It's been great to have you join us today. If people want to learn more about your music, how can they do that? NoahDirksen.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. But NoahDirksen.com is going to be the most concentrated place to find information. And you, I'm really pleased to see how well you're working your career. I mean, I think that's just really important, especially, again, with the way the industry has changed, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, social media is hugely important to to try and engage your fan base and grow it. So, well, I uh, I am a millennial, so I do try. <laughs> I know, I know. It's always funny when I'm explaining that to millennials. Yes, yeah, yeah we already get that. It's a way of life, Jan. <laughs> you have one song left to play us today. What are you going to yeah. play? Um, I'm going to play a, a song. I, it's it's um, it was actually the first song that was written on the album. So I've, I've had it for a couple of years. Um, it's called "What Kind of Love Is That." This is Noah Dirksen. With what kind of love is that from his great new album, America Dreaming? You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me, Jan. Um, about three years ago, I, uh, I did a thing as a traveling folk musician. Um, 
at some point in your career you must do, and that's buy a really oversized van from the 1990s. Um, and so I, I bought a Ford Econoline Club Wagon 1992 edition um, with a raised roof, and I, I took out the wheelchair lift. Um, I equipped it with hardwood floors, a kitchen sink, kitchen countertop, a bed, and some mood lighting for good measure. Um, and I, I traveled around in this. I, I lived in this for um, for about two years, and I toured. I toured up and down the, the west coast of the states. And this was very early in my career. Um, and the uh, the shows weren't particularly well attended, or uh, or professional, or um, really morale boosters in in any account. And and so I had a lot of time. I was just touring solo. Um, and I had a lot of time in between shows to go back to my van um, and to and to just think about what I'm doing um, and dwell on that fact and and think about why it is that I'm trying to do what I'm trying to do. Um, so this song is about how um, life as a traveling folk musician doesn't always go the way you plan. Um, it's called "What Kind of Love Is That." Oh, my friends are skipping town while I'm stuck in the here now. Losing all the right words to say Holding on to hopelessness Still hoping that that hold might stick What's a little wool to keep my eyes closed? What kind of love is that? Display to you your weakness what kind of love is that to make you weep? What kind of love is that? It opens up and closes Holding up your brokenness intact But see that Got my dancing shoes, but what is it to you if I can't? The birds they sing inside my head, but I I cannot put the tune to pen. I'm making noise, I must be making something. What kind of love is that? Display to you your kind of love is that to make you weep? What kind of love is that? 
It opens up and closes I'm holding up your brokenness intact But see there